Well, what have I been watching? Okay, Tweed and I watched The Meg, the movie with Jason Statham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About the Megalodon. And it was okay. It was not as corny as I thought it was going to be. You're wrong. No, it was okay. I mean, maybe the beer helped. Maybe. A little. Um, We watched Hamilton for the 11 millionth time. And yeah, that's it. Other than Cruel Summer. Hi, everybody. Welcome to That's So Original Podcast, where we talk to you about original streaming programming, and we're talking to you about Cruel Summer, because Tiffany and I just found out or realized, whatever you want to say, that this show leaves FX on Hulu, like, super soon, so I have been rocketing through this thing. I'm almost done with seven. Are you really? I have, I, I need to get moving. I got distracted yesterday, and when I should have been watching Cruel Summer, and I watched the final season of Atypical, I binged it all night long and finished it in a day. So, if you want to know about my Friday night. (laughs) Well, I woke up having a panic attack at 5.30 this morning, so you know what I did? I was like, well, I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to get up and watch Cruel Summer. So that's what I did. So that's how I got so far ahead because I woke up three hours before my family. Well, my kids will be at work for the rest of the evening, so I will have it to myself, so I will watch. What else I've watched? My oldest and I just watched this earlier. Netflix has this new, like, horror movie trilogy that came out called Fear Street. I don't know if I talked about it last time. The first one is Fear Street 1994. I didn't really care for it. I didn't even pay that much attention to it. Uh, He was watching it and I was kind of just fucking around on my phone. But the 1978 version, the second, I don't know, movie, it's called Fear Street 1978. That one was really good. Um, It's very like Jason, Friday the 13th vibes. And it has Jeanette from Cruel Summer in it. Guess what? She's being a bitch. Woo! And it also has the chick that plays Max in Stranger Things, which she can't seem to get away from a horror movie. I mean, that's her whole deal, I think. We also watched The Tomorrow War on Prime the other night, and it's so, it's, I don't even know if it's that long, but it felt like two completely separate movies that I completely forgot about the first part, and then they went back to it, and I was like, oh, remember that? That's weird. But it was a good action flick. It held my interest, but the plot was stupid. And... The only show that I've been watching other than Atypical is Physical on Apple TV. It's got Rose Byrne in it. It is really, really good. It's very 80s, very all about like the beginning of the exercise fitness video craze. But um, Rose Byrne's main character is a anorexic bulimic. She's her like in her they do like a lot of her like internal voice every time you know stuff's going on. And she is so incredibly mean to herself like just hates herself and it's hard to listen to, but it's a really good story. So watch that one. But that's it. Yeah, I had seen uh, the Fear City, like, uh, you know, when you, like, linger on something yeah. on Netflix, it plays it. And yeah. I was like, oh, hey, that's uh, Max. What's her face? Yeah, this so, one was really good. It was in, it was interesting. It was not interesting. I don't know. It was a good horror movie. The first one I thought was really stupid and asinine. But the third one goes back to the very beginning, and it's like colonial settlers i don't know so let's see how that one shakes itself out (laughs) um have you seen the preview for the new american horror stories which is they're doing like a series right it's like it's it's not an anthology but each each episode is something different right that's cool Mm -hmm. i like that yeah i know excited about that i'm really upset did you see that um sarah paulson said that she 
hated the Roanoke season. And I know a lot of people hate that season. It's one of my favorites. I oh my love God, that I'm season. Raising, I'm raising my hand. I hated Oh, Roanoke. I loved it. I don't know what it was oh. about it, but I loved there it. There are two kinds of American Horror Story fans. Right. People who loved Roanoke and people who hated it. There is no one who was like, hey, it was all right. And the ones that liked Freak Show. I can't stand Freak Show. I thought it was See, dumb. and I liked... I liked Freak Show. Now, I don't, like, love Freak Show. That is one that I'm like, eh, it's, it's all right. But uh, I put it above Roanoke any day. I hated Freak Show. Do not try and make Constance, whatever, Langdon, whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't want to hear her sing. And especially Coldplay. <laughs> Coldplay is the worst band on the planet. Come at me. I don't care. I hate them. That was terrible. That was, yeah, you're right. I mean, there were some cringy parts of that season, the whole dandy storyline, especially. That, I mean, that and the whole clown thing. Those were, like, the only things that were good. And I like the two-headed dot and whatever her name is. The the sisters. That's great. The rest was nonsense. All right. Let's get into this episode of Cruel Summer. This is episode five. And it is entitled, As the Carney Gods Intended. And, oh, my God. How appropriate that we were, we were just talking about Freak Show. Right. Look at that. We didn't even plan that. We didn't. And Jeanette's kind of a freak show, so there you go. She is. This whole, everybody, it just... I just, I don't know what it is, but I dislike Jeanette. I don't care if she's innocent or not at this point. Right. I just, I even, the very first part of my notes say, oh, thank God it's a Jeanette and Kate mixed episode. So no boring Jeanette to bog, to bog us down. She's just an unlikable character. You're exactly right. I don't even care if she saw her or not, but I, she's unlikable and she's hard to root for. Maybe she's not, you're not supposed to. I don't know. I haven't decided yeah. yet. <laughs> Well, every show that that actress, I, I don't know, I'm going to bother to look up what her name is, that, that I've seen her in, she's been the miserable bitch in town, like the mean girl. So well, there you go. she just either puts off those vibes, she plays that character well, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Either way. Either way. All right, well, start us off here, Miss Tiffany. So we find out that these events took place on July 29th. We start off, of course, in 1993. And the Spin Doctors Two Princesses playing. Shout out to all my cronies from high school because we loved Spin Doctors. What time is it? Four thirty. The um, screen is cut in half, so it looks like Jeanette and Kate are a mirror image of each other. They're both looking into the marriage. In the marriage, they're looking into the marriage. <laughs> mirror image put into one marriage. <sighs> You're going to have to help me out here because I have in 1993, Jeanette is removing the rubber bands from her braces and I have, and Kate is flowing. She's not flowing. What was she doing? I don't know. (laughs) Flossing. Flossing. That's what she's doing. (laughs) Autocorrect on there when I'm typing fast. So yeah, Kate is flowing with her flossing. (laughs) (laughs) So then it's quick cut to 1994, same mirror image thing, and they're both brushing their teeth. And I have, they're bruising their teeth. So, anywho. <laughs> and then I have, is this show sponsored by Crest? Right. There's a lot of dental hygiene going on here. But in 1994, Jeanette looks over at the counter and sees the bag of rubber bands from her braces from a year before and throws them away. You want to tell me that bag's been laying there for a year? Okay, also, can we talk about the size of these rubber bands? Because my son has braces and I've had to take his rubber bands off before because he keeps breaking his freaking bracket off of his teeth. Uh, That's for another podcast. And they are tiny. Like, they are 
tiny. These are these rubber bands. Like she could have put her hair back with these rubber bands. No lie. But that's what I had when I had rubber ba- when I had braces in high school. Well, mine were the, like the small the rubber bands I, that hooked like from your bo- back bracket up to the front. Yeah. Like those, but I'm talking about the ones that go around the brackets. Or maybe I'm oh, just yeah, thinking yeah. of that. I didn't know. Oh, okay. I've never had to, t- I've never had to take this those on and off, though. Somebody always did that for me. It is a Kelly problem that I didn't wrap my head around what rubber band she was taking out. Okay, I'm back. I'm, I got it. I assumed they were the no, rubber bands that went from top to you're bottom exactly for, like, right. gear. Yep, you're exactly right, because I did have those, yeah, and they were that size. Those. Okay. <laughs> but you want to tell me that Cindy, whatever, Turner left that shit sitting on that bathroom counter oh, for a year? no. No way. No way. So, anyways, Jeanette giggles at herself in the mirror, and then um, in 1994, Kate looks in the mirror like death warmed over, so <laughs> they're <laughs> Poor Kate. nice juxtaposition. Then 1995, we cut... And Jeanette is getting on the shower, and somehow Old Crease senses this with his karate skills and yells, You used up all the hot water! And Jeanette tells him to so sue me. And I was like, How does he know? He's like, Is he standing next to the bathroom door? She literally just cut off the hot water. He's been watching the hot hot water heater level. (laughs) God damn it, Jeanette. (laughs) Down there with his kids. God damn it, shaking his fist. Oh, it's so stupid. 1995, Kate is grabbing makeup out of the medicine cabinet, and then she looks in the mirror, and as she does, she sees Martin's reflection, and he says, liar. <sighs> this, is, this is a lot for, like, three little right. quick Right, it's just the intro. We have just started. We're not even two seconds into this mess. <laughs> so, Kate is listening to her therapy tapes. This is 1995, Kate. On the tapes, her therapist is asking if she has any memories of Martin before the kidnapping. And Kate says, well, they talk sometimes, but she lied to the cops about that because she was afraid it would make her look bad. Therapist tells her, well, there's nothing you did that could make you look bad because, you know, he kidnapped you. So you're looking pretty good. She says, is there any one incident you remember? And she says, well, there was the the county fair. And as she's listening, um, she's writing Annabelle over and over on a sketch pad, which can only be called in graffiti script. It looks like it should be sprayed on a wall. I don't know. It's really weird. Cut to Jeanette's lawyers, and they're telling her that that they've had more and more depositions coming in, and Jeanette's just a total snot about it. And lawyer tells her that um, we need more people to remind everyone that you're human, you have a heart and a soul, and you're not a little turd. (laughs) It's going to be hard to do. She's like, you know, people who believe you. She's like, Vincent was great, but what about Mallory? (laughs) Jeanette's like, oh, yeah, no, (laughs) that's not going to happen. And the lawyer tells her, well, you need to find me someone. I may be a hired gun, but I need you to feed me bullets. I I rolled so hard at that part. Me too. It's the dumbest fucking line. Oh, my God. Yeah, she hasn't heard that Mal and Kate are BFFs now. Oh, God. So back in 1993, the Geek Squad, Jeanette, Mallory, and Vincent are hanging out in her bedroom. And she's talking about going to the county fair. And Jeanette has a date. And the guy's name is Gideon. And Mallory and Vincent think it's the perfect date spot. Oh, my God. It's going to be great. And I was like, yeah. um, Intense Texas heat in July. Tilt-a-whirls and fried food. What could possibly go wrong? But also, this is a list item, and (laughs) (laughs) so she's got to do it. She's mad because Vincent and Mallory went on a double date, so they got to do their list item together. And I guess the list item is to go on a date, which 
I mean, I think so. wow, you know, way to branch out there. They're 14. Aren't they, or they're 15. They're 15. I guess I see it. Are they 15 and 93? They're 15. It's 15, okay. 16, 17. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought it was 16, 17, 18 earlier. Okay. No, I don't think so. No, you're right. So Vincent is talking about the day, and he says while he and his date were watching the movie, Mallory was letting her date touch her boobs, which she was like, absolutely, that did not happen. Then they have a discussion about, like, what first base and second base and third base are. And, yeah, now it's abundantly clear that they are 15. So they're off to the fair. Here we go. Um, I have to say that Jeanette's date outfit is the almost the exact same outfit I wore on my first date Aww. when I was 14. With the big old lady necklace and the big gaudy earring. Well, my first date was when I was almost 18. But this is not... A me story anyway just well i snuck into a movie with a guy i don't know if it counts uh, so. well i went to see romeo and juliet which should be a super romantic date but we were like a half an hour late to it and it was the dollar movie and we were late because we were trying to sneak in candy and we had to go by the i don't even know what the little store was called it's, it was just a whole thing anyway Oh, that did not last more than the two hours it took to watch that movie. So we got some scenes from the fair, and just watching these rides makes me want to vomit. I hate mm-hmm. fair rides. It's 1994 now, and Jamie and Kate pull up to the fair. And Jamie apologizes for picking her up late, but it's because Paola's making him do a bunch of chores to make up for being a dick to Jeanette, I guess. Kate says, yeah, that's what you get for punching your ex-girlfriend. Well, there you go. Okay, my next line of my notes. Um, (laughs) Jamie says, we just not talk about Jeanette. And Kate asks if he really wants to be with her or if he's just with her because he would feel bad for dumping the kidnapped girl. I mean, that's a valid question, honestly. He says, Jeanette is a psycho. I don't associate with psychos. She says, uh, yeah, then why were you kissing her in the park? And he is like, uh, uh, I love you. And I haven't kissed her since before. You know, I don't know what you've heard, blah, blah. She says, I didn't hear anything. I saw you. So she is now calling him on the lie. What did you do after the garden party? I hung out with the boys. Then he just starts gaslighting the fuck out of her. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you've been sitting on this for weeks. And is this the therapy talking? And he is such a dick. I hate Jamie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she gets out of the car and he just starts pounding on a steering wheel because we know Jamie likes to punch things when he's mad. I, I hate Jamie. Ugh. I think he and Jeanette are perfect for each yeah. other because they're both miserable, yeah. horrible people. Yeah. But, um, but I love Kate's stupid line. Do you know the opposite of love is indifference, not hate? And I was like, is that an anatope or whatever she was talking about last episode? <laughs> Anapode. Yeah, that's one. That's the word. <laughs> yeah. See. See. Is it? I want to know. So, 1994, Jeanette is going to the fair with old man Crease, and she's wondering if, one, she can get him a... Uh, a wheelchair so they can get on rides faster <laughs> and two if jamie's gonna be there because he can't resist a dunk tank because jamie's super cool chris reminds her you know he went postal on that guy remember plus dad will kill me if he finds out that you're here looking for jamie and she's like dad's not here he says well i am and i'm 150 <laughs> so i think it's fair to say i'm in charge fought three different wars <laughs> Plus, Jamie is with Kate, so even if he's here, won't that be an issue? 
And she's like, no, I'm just coming here to stop, I mean, talk to Kate like a normally, totally normal person because it's not like I can, I can swing by her house or anything. And she's like, also, thanks for hanging out with me, even if it's social suicide. Um, and he's like, wait a second. I thought I was just giving you a ride because I have the handicap placard and all. <laughs> <laughs> this got weird. Cut to 1993. Jamie, Kate, and Ben are at the fair. And Jamie and Ben are all talking about the importance of the fair. Thrill, rides, fuel, corn dogs, and domination, dunk tank. They're such gross. (laughs) It's the natural order of things, just as the carny gods intended. There it is. As they're being bros, Kate notices her mom and Mr. Scott flirting as they're just holding a sign. It's so weird. And she's like, look, look over here, look. And then Jamie and Ben are like, what are you talking about? And of course they turn around, there's nobody there. She's like, did you see them? Did they seem weird to you? And they're like, um, super weird. They're chaperoning a county fair. Why are there chaperones? I don't know. And they're the only ones. There's no other chaperones. <sighs> Anyways. I don't know. Rod's there. Hey, how dare you? <laughs> they decide to go on rides because Kate is a spaz. 100%. Let's go shake her up some more because she ain't right. <laughs> <sighs> so 1995, Kate is in a chat room with Bernicki slash Ash. And she's bugging about this letter. Bugging. Bugging and Bernicki asks her in Latin, who benefits from this? Who would benefit from this letter? Calm down, Ashley. I mean, calm down. Really? And Kate says, well, psycho bitch was my first thought. And just at that moment, Mallory climbs in a window. So Kate slams her computer shut. And Mallory says, hey, I just heard Jeanette is planning on sitting in the dunk tank at the fair to pay her legal feeds. And Kate laughs so hard. And they call it deliciously pathetic. And then Mallory asks Kate if she wants to watch Clerks again. And I was like, I see you, Harley Smith. I see you. Kate says she wants to go to the fair, even though it's a cesspool of mediocrity, because she needs to confront someone who is mediocre. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. She thinks Jeanette has cracked and sent the letter and and obviously is out to humiliate herself in public, which I kind of want to see, too. So Yeah, I think that would be fun. Put her in the dunk tank. So yeah. in 1993, Dad Greg is talking to this Gideon guy, the guy that Jeanette's going to the fair on the date with and making him as nervous as humanly possible by bombarding him with questions about the cowboys. And when Gideon clearly thinks he's talking about like gun smoke and not the football team and Mallory and Vincent push Jeanette forward, like, please save your little friend here because your, your dad is, his head's going to explode if he doesn't know who Troy Aikman is or something like that. Cindy comes into the room and somehow makes things even more awkward and the kids literally run out of the door to the fair. Cindy is super excited that Jeanette is growing up, but Greg, not as thrilled as Cindy. Cut to 1995 and Greg is in the kitchen when Jeanette walks in and she tells her dad that the lawyer was asking her about people on her side and she asks him, are you still on my side? He says, yeah, I am, even if you aren't on your own side. He says she doesn't seem to be taking the case very seriously. He says, you said Kate was lying. I believed you. The town turned against you. I was still on your side. Then the world turned on you. And I hired you a fancy lawyer. So, like, how are you going to sit here and ask me if I'm on your side? I've lost my job, my reputation, my family as I knew it, probably this house, too. But if anyone asks, you were the perfect daughter, never heard a fly that I know of. I like how he added that last part. 
Needless I heard she put up fly tape in her bedroom. Oh, that bitch. Back with uh, Old Man Crease and Jeanette in 1994, and they're walking around the fair looking for Kate. Jeanette says she just wants to clear all this up, and she's adamant that the version of events that Kate is telling people never happened. Cree says he can't promise he won't pound Jamie if they find him, and if that's not an old man's way of saying kick someone's right. ass, I don't, I don't even know what it is. Taking pound town. Pound him. In 1993, Jeanette and Gideon are on a ride together while Mallory and Vincent are watching. And Gideon tells Jeanette he's nervous because she is like the coolest girl. Jeanette looks down and sees Kate walking around the fair below them. And she points her out to Gideon like, if you think I'm cool, that's Kate Wallace. And she's even cooler than me. And he's like, wow, are you friends with her? (laughs) And she says, I'm getting in with her group. Okay. Then she points out Jamie and she calls him the big man on campus. I'm like, this is high school. Can we calm down? Mm -hmm. There's not a campus really. Gideon is super impressed though. And he's like, oh my God, you actually know him? And she says, yeah, totally. And the overuse of the word dope. There, yes. Oh, I didn't. mm, Yep. I didn't write it down, but everything was dope in that scene. And I just realized I said pound town and that's like (laughs) sad. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Crease is not taking Jamie to pound down. Uh, I hope. I don't know. You do you guys. This is you not that kind of do. TV show, though. It's just not. It's, uh, sorry about I that, mean, it could, maybe it would make it a little bit better. Maybe we could. Right, I mean, I might have to take a peek at it. No, I don't know. No, no, I'm not saying I wouldn't like it. Okay. So 1994, and a reporter happens to be at the county right? fair. Like that's so random. She's getting herself a corn dog, and she tracks down Kate's parents because they just happen to be wandering around in their fancy like evening dress out in at the pound. Uh, not the pound. It's in my head. <laughs> <laughs> They're at the county fair, and the Stop reporter trying asks to make pound happen. <laughs> She asks how they're handling things, and Joy says, does it look like I'm holding up all right? And then a paparazzi person just happens to be there, and they start snapping pictures of Kate and Jamie, who are wandering the fair, and Jamie yells, step off! (laughs) So Jamie turns to Kate and says, I did meet Jeanette in the park. That part is true. She wanted to talk to me, but I just felt bad for her. I didn't kiss her, I swear. And Kate's like, I saw you. He's like, your memory has been shaky since the trauma. Is it possible you didn't see what you think you saw? And she's like, it's bad that you kissed Jeanette, but making me doubt myself is so much worse. It's over. Congrats. You can kiss whoever you want now. And I was like, what? Wait a second. Did she imagine this all? Did we see this from Jeanette's point of view? I can't remember. I am so <laughs> intrigued by this unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm. It, I'm all in. So 1995, Jeanette is looking at a tabloid, which she just happens to be on the cover of. I don't know. Um, when the bartender girlfriend of her dad comes in and throws it away, saying, garbage belongs in the garbage. And I was like, rude. She probably paid $2 for that. And she tells Jeanette to come out and go with her because she knows a place. And Jeanette's like, there's paparazzi outside. We can't go out there. And she's like, I can handle them. No worries. Bartender lady, which we have never gotten her name, says, you need somebody on your side? You got to let somebody in. And Jeanette's like, are you that somebody? And she's like, you got any other options? So... Apparently, they're besties now. Isn't that an Ali- so, Aaliyah song? I, I don't know. Continue. It'll come to know. me. So, back to 1995, Kate, which I just realized all her scenes are in black and white to make it more emo looking. They're not even black and white. They're yeah, just, they're like, just weird, weird color. Yeah. hues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kate and Mallory have gone to the fair, and they're super excited because they can see Jeanette in the dunk tape. 
while they see somebody in a hoodie in the dunk tank. And they like, uh-oh, we're going to throw a ball at you, you jerk. Take off your hood. It's Jamie because the dude loves a dunk tank. Can't I mean, keep him away from Inside or outside. He's like, hey, Kate. She immediately picks up a ball and dunks him. Like, she's got the best throw. I don't even know. Sure. Like, she's so good at right. it. So we were catching back up with Cindy in 1994, and she's drinking on the couch watching bad daytime TV, and Greg wants her to come with him to the video store. The video store is a bumping spot in Skyline. Everybody's always going there. Skyline. Skyline. I'm sorry, Skyline. But she doesn't want to go because the last time she went, someone spit on her car in the parking lot while she was in it, and then cussed at her. And I was like, okay, that's fair. And he's like, so... When did we start drinking before five? And she's like, well, since someone spit on my car. The kids are at the fair. Let me live my life. (laughs) Speaking of questions, here's one for you. What happens when someone dies on a commercial air flight? And he's like, what the fuck are we talking about right now? Right. (laughs) Did you just watch us on The View? What is that? That wine's hitting hard. And she says, they move the body to an empty row, which is normally in first class. Can you imagine paying for a first class ticket and then sitting next to a dead guy? And then he's like, no, I actually can't imagine that. I'm going to go pick out a movie by myself. Thanks. And you know what? I meant to look that up if that was true because I kind of wanted to know. Anyway. It might have been back in 1994. That's true. That is true. I keep forgetting that this is. I don't, I don't, not that You know I why they have to, they keep doing this, like they even did that Fear Street in 1994, is because they had to get around the whole GPS cell phone thing. So they keep setting all these things in the 90s so they can avoid those complications in their storyline. True, so because dumb. you could not do the things nowadays that these shows do, like the crank calls calling a million times, and they're like, well, yeah. we'll never know who that was. Yeah. Right. So let's see, quick cut to 1995 with. Dad Greg's girlfriend, her name is Angela, and I have no idea when we find it that out. It comes up in the very next second. Okay. The very next scene. Yeah. Okay. And Jeanette, and they pull up behind what initially, to me, looked like a prison. So, I thought it was an abandoned <laughs> building, so. I was like, what the fuck is this? Cut to the Greg in the video store. He's looking for the newest Meg Ryan movie. Okay. And in rushes Angela, asking if either one of them drives a white sedan because oops she just hit it i'm so sorry i was rushing to go look at an apartment and as soon as she walked in dad greg was like hey this hey i'm greg so he's like oh yeah hey that that's me but no big deal these things happen do you think if that were like some 18 year old college kid he'd have been like no big deal stuff happens no because she's young and she's cute and she's got boobs and she does have boobs she's actually so pretty she's she is really pretty i don't know who she is i don't know who she is either but she's so pretty uh, she says she'll write him a check, and he's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> he says, today is your lucky day, because I'm the best realtor in town. And he hands her his card, so I guess he's going to, like, use the commission for finding her an apartment to pay. I didn't understand the connection. I think he was just hitting. I think he was just that, that was just getting ready to, get to say. Yeah. I think it was just a really roundabout way for him to give her his number yeah yeah mm. i love that they introduced themselves in the not the year and i'm vince from over in the corner <laughs> oh, i forgot that part <laughs> he's like hello i am still here <laughs> oh so vincent 
1995 at the fair, Kate and Mallory are walking around and laughing about, you know, that they dunked Jamie. They're such badasses. And when they see um, Captain Tennille. <laughs> I have that in my notes for the next three episodes because I could not remember that girl's name. I think her name is Rachel. It's I Renee. think her name is Rachel. Oh, Renee. I knew it was something with an R. So they are standing in front of the Monkey Maze Funhouse, and they're talking to reporters, saying that they heard Jeanette dyed her hair black and dropped out of school like a loser. Kate, immediately as she's standing there, flashes to 1994, where she's also looking at the Monkey Maze, and Captain Tamil come up behind her, and they're like, hey, and she's like, I want to be alone! <laughs> and Jeanette notices her and yells, Kate! And Mallory appears out of nowhere like she's the Flash, and grabs her and says, come on, we can lose them in here, and they run to the maze, and Kreese's the voice of reason says, um, no way you can be seen chasing Kate Wallace through a fun house. And Jeanette's like, bitch, watch me and takes off. <laughs> so Captain Tennille chase after Jeanette and they're all hooting and hollering, oh, running into this monkey maze, which is all a maze of mirrors is pretty much what it is. Immediately, Kate gets separated from Mallory. And I was like, now I plan this shit out. And she's getting freaked out by these mirrors because she was in that basement right. with all those mirrors. It's actually kind of cool the way they did it is that Jeanette and Kate keep almost running mm-hmm. into each other. And when, I, when they're about to run into each other, it's just a reflection. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And then Kate turns a corner and she sees Martin in one of the reflections, which I thought was a pretty wild, badass thing. Not that Martin's cool, but anyways. No, you're right, though. I thought the way they filmed that scene was really neat. Pretty good. Yeah. Jeanette runs out of the fun house. Um, she's never found Kate. And Kreese is standing there watching her eating pizza, which he seemed to pick up <laughs> super fast. Because she was in that fun house for like all of a minute and 30 seconds. seconds. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, come on, you got to drop it. And she tells him to be a good brother. And he's like, Jeanette, the Wellses are always going to win, whether they deserve it or not. He's like, but I believe you. So it's all cool because I'm pretty sweet. And she goes to hug him and he says, um, no. No, do not hug me in public. Not since that movie Usher thought you were my girlfriend. Nasty. <laughs> and I was like, or your daughter. <laughs> Whatevs. And he tells her, stop chasing Kate. Stop chasing Jamie. Remember the geeky Jeanette that never got noticed. Be her again. And Jeanette says, I can't. <laughs> See, I threw my rubber bands away. <laughs> Straighten my hair. God it's a done it. deal. God. I just have to mention that all the 1995 scenes with Kate... And then they keep freaking talking about clerks. And I was like, I see the black and white theme. I see what you're doing here. Enough already. Mm -hmm. So 1995, we're with Mallory and Kate. And Kate pulls out her tape player and headphones. And so she wants to listen to something. It's the therapy tape, of course. And in... How does she conveniently hear that on her at the county fair? Oh, my God. It's like, it's... um, This isn't a spoiler, I don't think. It's like season one of Fargo where Malvo carries around that briefcase of all the tapes and just like whenever he just you know needs a pick me up I guess he just puts one in and listens to it she just like carries it around in one of those did you have, did you have one of those cases where you could put like line up all the cassettes and you can carry it around I and did. Have a little handle hell yeah I didn't I didn't have one that car- I could carry around I didn't have a portable one oh, but I, I mean not a portable like tape but I it was a I understand like yeah. a little briefcase mm-hmm. tape I did not mm-hmm. have that I was I not that level of cool I, I guess. had that so okay it's the tape where the therapist is asking her to tell her about that night at the fair and kate says martin was running a game booth to raise money for the school 
Cut to 1993 with Jeanette and Gideon, and they walk up to the booth that Martin is working, and they're talking about how Gideon's there for the summer, and Martin's like, oh, well, I'm new here, too. And Jeanette says, oh, yeah, right, you were in Widow Falls before. And he was like, how did you know that? And she just, like, awkwardly giggles and laughs and she's like oh my dad must have mentioned it sure let's just play let's play so they play the game and it's the squirting the water thing where you have to squirt it through the hole and the little thing goes up and Gideon wins because Jeanette gets distracted by the cool girls who are watching them and they're making fun of Gideon and I is this Captain and Tennille because I yeah okay. it's Captain and Tennille. so Jeanette like goes over to these girls like Gideon's still playing the game has not even noticed that Jeanette has left him and she calls him some loser who's just playing the game at the same time I don't even know him and then she doesn't even go here does not even go here pulls up her hoodie then she runs away and leaves poor Gideon there all by himself with creepy Martin the nerve the nerve so back with the girlfriend Angela and Jeanette and it's it's the bar that Angela not only works out, she owns. Thank you very much. Jeanette asks for a whiskey and Coke, and Angela's like, here's some Coke, no whiskey. Jeanette wants to know, what do you see in my dad? She says, I see a good person going through a hard time. And Jeanette's like, what's that on the counter? And Angela's like, oh, this? This is a karaoke machine, and we're about to fire it up. You know, Angela's been waiting for somebody to ask what it is so that she can just start Hell singing. Yeah. She's been practicing all those songs. First She's I got was them afraid, down. I was petrified. That's my go-to. Okay. She's just ready to go. Kept thinking I... Okay. Okay. 1993, Gideon is still waiting at the game, thinking that Jeanette is going to come back. Oh, like, that she ran away and she's going to come back. And Martin tells him, sorry, buddy, I don't think she's coming back. And he's like, no... Jeanette's a nice girl. She must have gotten sick or something. And Martin's like, oh, okay. Well, do you need a ride home? And um, he says, no, well, no, I'm fine. I've got my bike. And I was like, how did Jeanette get there? Like, did she ride her bike home? Did they ride their bikes together? Hmm. What happened? Good point. Don't know. I bet they all rode their bikes there because, you know, in 1993, that's how they got everywhere. They were always parking those bikes. True. 1995, Kate and Mallory are kind of walking around the fair and they see Jamie is chugging a beer and packing beer into like this duffel bag outside the dunk tape. And Kate stops and says, what are you doing? And he says, some kid bet me a six pack. I wouldn't dare to steal the banner. And I, you know me, I can't turn on a dare. And he's like, starts stumbling because he's had a whole beer and he's never done that before. <laughs> and Kate asks if he's okay. And he's like, are you? And Jamie says, you know what? You're right. About me and Jeanette in the park last summer. We kissed and I lied to you about it. I thought I was protecting you by covering up. And she's like, I knew it. He's like, you know, I'm really sorry. You want to hit me? And she's like, say it again. He's like, um, I was lying. She's like, the other part. He's like, um, you were right. She kisses him and says, that's the nicest thing you've ever done for me. And I was like, okay. Wow, really said the barber. <laughs> really low yeah. expectations. <laughs> so 1993, Kate is playing this water shooter game all by herself because nobody else is playing the game because suddenly I like Mar- they put Martin on the end of the midway where like nobody goes or something. <laughs> And Martin's like, I'm impressed. And I'm like, she's playing by herself. She wasn't playing you on Martin. It's a squirt gun game, Martin. Yeah, and he offers her a prize and 50 tickets for snacks. And he gives her this big pink bunny. And she's like, well, (laughs) I hope I've rehab my image from the first time we've met. And I'm, this is so cringy. And he's like, well, that wasn't my first impression of you, if it makes you feel better. I saw you at the garden club party and you were at the moms and I mistook you for one of the adults. 
And you can see Kate's face like, oh my God, mm-hmm. he thinks I'm so grown up. And she's like, why didn't you say hi? And he's like, well, I didn't know you then. And she's like, well, you know me now. And he goes, hi. Mm-hmm. I Anyways. I, I said, this is so cringy. And Kate's like, I'll see you around, Mr. Harris. She leaves. And as he's, she's walking away, he notices she left her scrunchie behind. And he starts to yell for her to tell her. But then he decides to keep it. And he just kind of balls it up, puts it in his pocket. And the, you hear the therapist's voice on the tape asking Kate if she's familiar with the concept of grooming. And she, Kate asks, do you think he befriended me because he planned to kidnap me? And the therapist's like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, girl. You think? <laughs> okay. Still in 1993, Jeanette has found Mallory and Vincent again, and she told them, it's telling them that Gideon got sick and left. And they're like, oh, well, that sucks. Anyway, so they walk by the booth that Martin is running, and he calls Jeanette over. And she takes the walk of shame over to him because he knows that she flaked on Gideon. He says he wants her to think about Gideon because he's probably feeling rejected, humiliated, and alone. Would you want to feel like that? And she says, no. And I had, this is some insult bullshit vibes right here. I don't, yeah, this, mm, gross. She tells Mr. Harris she's sorry. He's like, well, I'm not the person you need to apologize to. And she notices the scrunchie in his hand. And she's like, oh, what's that? And he's like, oh, this? Oh, weird. This is Kate Wallace's scrunchie. She left it here. I am not going to do anything creepy with it. And she's like, I wasn't going to sniff it or anything. No, or like try to use the hair to clone her. He's like, (laughs) um, she says, ah, well, I'll return it to Kate. She's like, this is a perfect opportunity for me to make conversation with Kate Wallace. And you can like see the internal struggle (laughs) as he slowly hands it to her. He's like, "Uh, okay, because how is he? going to make it make sense for him to give it to her so he gives it to Jeanette and Jeanette walks back over to Mallory and Vincent and they're like what was that about he just wanted to give me Kate Wallace's scrunchie to get back to her and they're like you don't fucking know Kate Wallace like (laughs) why and then she tells Mal to take a chill pill just keeping it safe you were so dope and now you need to take a chill pill (laughs) so back at the bar and it's karaoke time and angela is trying to give the microphone to Jeanette, and Jeanette's like nah and she says look the walls at the house are pretty thin so i know you know all the words to this song and i was like ew because the implication of that i just also don't want to talk about we also hear what uh-huh. you and dad are doing so they, they fire up the classic what's up and I mean, I could sing it for you right now. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, okay. What's going on? Okay. Um, we sing it better than Angela and Jeanette and Sam. Angela yeah. had Jeanette a decent pr- voice. Jeanette. Jeanette was rock girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, sing with your heart, and if that, if the song and the music are in your soul, sing it. But. Maybe just not that loud and with a microphone. That's all I'm saying. Okay, quick cut to Mallory and Kate. Now they have left the fair in 1995. They're walking in the dark, as they are wont to do. And they climb a fence that has barbed wire at the top. So we'll come back to them later. We're back with Angela and Jeanette. And they're now doing a duet of this song. But in the middle of the chorus, the hey, yeah, 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 ye
Uh, Jeanette starts having a panic attack. And she's like, I can't do this. Why are you doing this? Why are you being nice to me? Why are you, you know, taking me out here and singing bad 90s songs with me? Um, excuse says, you, that is you not a bad 90s song. It's bad. It's bad. I stand by it. It's not. It is not. At me. Angela says, you deserve kindness. And Jeanette says, well, I don't want it. And Angela says, you've built these walls to protect yourself. But what you've really built is the prison. Wow, that's so profound. It is. So 1993, Jeanette and Kate are doing the mirror image thing again. We see Jeanette hurrying home to run in her bedroom door and slams her bedroom door and to try on offering Kate her scrunchie bag. Hi, Kate. This is your scrunchie. Hey, Kate, look what I found. Man, when I was digging through your garbage. And Kate is sitting in front of her vanity, and she's just smiling and holding the little pink bunny, and they're both just so happy with their wonderful lives. Cut to 1995. Kate says she doesn't think she's ready, and Mallory tells her, just go let your anger rip, put an end to this, and never look back. So Kate pulls the pink bunny out of somewhere. I don't even know where she has That's it. That's where I said, her, Kate pulls the stuffed bunny pad. seemingly out of thin air. Oh, maybe she had a top <laughs> hat. Maybe she was, what's his name for the that teacher? Matt from the teacher makes an appearance. Matt, yes. So she pulls this bunny out and she throws it on the ground. Like they like barely dig a hole. She throws it on the ground and it kind of pans back and we see that it's Marvin, Marvin, <laughs> Martin's grave and she spits on it and then she just kind of goes ape shit on the gravestone and somehow breaks it. Like she's super strong. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how you can just break that shit. And like one, why does a cemetery have a fence with barbed wire? Like, is that a thing? Is it like, I don't understand. Who put that headstone up for him? He's not even from here. Why would he be buried here with this nice fancy headstone? Right. He just moved there like in last year, right? He has no family there. He lives in that big house by himself. And yeah, I've, all the cemeteries I've seen, like even ones with walls around them don't have barbed wire. I'm like a Skyland, like high crime area for vandalizing graves. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So quick cut back to 1993 and... Jeanette puts the scrunchie in her jewelry box of dirty secrets <laughs> and Kate set the bunny on her vanity and she's smiling and she smiles in the mirror and she says, you know, Mr. Harris, you look awfully young to be an assistant principal. And I was like, ew. <laughs> but I had something in here somewhere and I can't remember where it is. Something about, oh, I don't know where it was at, but. Do you get the feeling that Mallory's into girls? Like, she was like, I feel like she was maybe a little too into Jeanette and maybe a little too into Kate. Like, she doesn't know how to separate those feelings yeah. of friendship. And, and but maybe and she's just. Maybe she's just yeah, really or, intense person. And maybe in that's what it is. I don't want to, like, label her sexuality or anything like that. But I just feel like, I don't know. She's just. I think she was conveniently in front of that maze. I think she's planned the whole therapy thing. I don't believe that Mallory is any good. I think she's garbage. Yeah. Sorry, Harley Quinn Smith. So I bet you luck. Yeah. I think you're garbage. <laughs> Not you personally, Mallory. Mallory. Yeah. I love you. I love your dad. Don't, don't be mean. Don't hate okay. me. Yeah. Yeah. There have been a couple of scenes in the upcoming episodes where I feel like she... I don't know. Like, she could want to kiss Kate. Like, if mm-hmm. if Kate went for it, she would go for it. I do think, to some degree, that she is in love with Kate. Like, doesn't just want to be her friend. Like, I think she has yeah. deep feelings for Kate. And I don't know if it was something that started before Kate went into the basement or if it's 
because I think maybe that's why she hated her so yeah, much. Yeah, like she yeah, like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. she like she you know spurned her or something. You know, she may never come out and said you know I I'm into you or something, but she like maybe wanted to be friends with her. And Kate's like, yeah, no, you're not cool, and I hate her. Yeah, and then it's Mallory cool. discovers that Kate is in the basement, and then sees this as her opportunity to. Uh, infiltrate i don't know but like Mm why why not be her savior you know what i mean like how i don't know maybe she needed the trauma to keep the connection because like saving her she'd just be like oh my god thank you for saving me and then go back to her life as she knew it maybe she's like nah she needs to be broken down and then i can help rebuild her i don't know that seems like it's getting a little bit too deep for (laughs) cruel summer not sure if it's that deep. I don't think the writers are that good. No, that's what, um, I, I don't think, I think they're pretty lame. But I can see, I can see that there's something there. I don't know. Maybe we're completely wrong, and they're gonna go a completely different way with it. But Maybe. I don't know. I don't trust Mallory. No, but this could be a total red herring. They've thrown in some shit that's been red herring shit to begin with. True. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Okay, guys. Well, now. We are halfway through with Cruel Summer because I looked it up and there are 10 episodes. Blah, blah. It's going to go on forever. Just like a teacher. At least we could do a teacher two at a time. It's just too much for Cruel Summer. But I'm still pretty interested. Like every episode, I'm like, ooh, this is getting juicy but if you would like to tell us your favorite karaoke song what's your go-to karaoke song uh you could hit us up in many many different places and you want to tell us where those are tiffany yes we want to hear your first date horror stories at <laughs> that's so original podcast.com at our website or you can go to our email at that's so original podcast at gmail.com we want to hear about your favorite carnival games at um, That's So Original Podcast on Facebook or Instagram. You can like and review us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, tweet us at That's So Pod, and tell us, hmm. I got nothing else. What's something else? <laughs> That's all I could think of from this episode. What's your favorite fair food? Because uh, Kate yes. is like... <laughs> so fed up with Jamie she's just like I'm going to get a funnel cake and I was like is there really any other reason to go to a fair other than funnel cake maybe a good corn dog elephant ear I don't like funnel cake I'd rather have an elephant ear god I love funnel cake and fried pickles and fried oreos we can't go to the fair together i can do a corn dog but i like the polish sausage with all the onions and peppers no oh. see that's fine because you can eat all that stuff and i'll eat all the other stuff and then and the big bucket of fries with the vinegar hell and stuff yes on yes and cotton candy because i'm mm-hmm. gonna get, just get myself caramel a corn thing. oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 now i want fair food <laughs> i'm going to get a snack all right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. And please talk to us in any of those places. Let us know that you're out there. That would be super great. And we love you. And we will talk to you about Cruel Summer Episode 6 sometime in the future. No promises. Bye. Bye. All right. Hold on. My neighbor's knocking at my door. Just keep it recording. Keep it rolling. Okay. Okay. Your level of southern accent just came out. (laughs) I tell you what.
I've been in North Carolina too long. She gonna go with you. <laughs> I don't have any idea what you're talking about. Okay. Put that in the gag reel. <laughs>